0: Yo Shots
1: fire for fox sake.
2: Shots fire for sake. You shots, fired, yeah. shots. fired, yeah. shots fired for fox sake. shots fired for toxic. You shots, fired, yeah, shots,
3: Hi, Michael Morgan. We're back in the building with Shots Fired, Chisanga Malata, G and Kairos. What's going on? We are Coret today. All four, the four Musketeers are back in the building. What's going on, fellas and ladies?
0: I'm all good.
3: I'm all good. How are you? I can't complain, man. I must say, I must say, I cannot wait. I've got my ticket. I've got my ticket to Spider-Man on oh. way home. Brother, I am I'm like a kid at christmas right now I just cannot wait so yes mm. all is good and then directly after that more than likely be going to the press screening of the matrix so oh, it's awesome. all good in the hood obsidianblack.com for those news views and reviews and that is why I'm so hyped right now
0: see so when you, and you uh, when i watched the trailer um when oh, Octavia says hello, Peter, that like oh, I got like chills down my spine. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh man. So I, I I I can't wait. Obviously, we know like a major premise of what's gonna happen in the film, but that hasn't dampened my excitement in any way, shape, or form. I'm
1: mm-hmm. gonna say it: if they if they don't have Toby in that fucking movie, it's a flop. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if Toby ain't in that motherfucking movie, it's a fucking flop. If
3: Toby and Andrew aren't in that movie, yeah, fuck Andrew. We Come on that. now.
1: Andrew's like, get him the fuck out. Of. We don't need. We only need Toby. That's it. That's all we need.
3: I'm re- I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it right now. <laughs> I am <laughs> taking a hell of a lot of movies as well because with the whole Obsidian Black kind of like, like kicking things off on the Twitter Spaces, those Twitter Spaces are getting quite nice, quite lit right now in terms of discussions around everything to do with race, politics, <laughs> and <laughs> film. So yeah, brother, I've got my hands full. But anyway. Onto to the matter at hand, Shots Fired is what we've convened for. Shots Fired is what we're here to actually discuss. As usual, we each bring one topic to the table. And this week, speaking of films, and I'm glad I kind of like, you know, touched on Obsidian Black and films. How many times am I going to mention Obsidian Black? Sponsored by ObsidianBlack.com. <laughs> but um, I recently took in Halle Berry and her... New film, excuse me, Bruised. Now Bruised, very, very quick synopsis, follows the plight of a down on her luck, mixed martial artist, Jackie Justice, who's freshly kicked out of the UFC and is trying to get her life back on track because she now has uh, people to look out for other than herself, her son, who uh, she's been estranged from, has been living with their father, has now met an untimely death and is plonked on her doorstep. So this is a redemptive tale of Jackie Justice in her search to actually claw her way back to her previous status and that is previous glory. Anyway, I know everybody um, has something to say about it, but I just really wanted to touch on what people on twitter had actually kind of like um given as their view because quite a lot of people wanted to chime in about it i put this out there earlier today and basically i was saying look i'm going to put you on blast i'm going to put your names up in lights." and what people have said about it is this right benny blanco um he said honestly bro um didn't think it was bad if you're not expecting, sorry, if you're expect if sorry, if you're not expecting wall-to-wall MMA, it was okay. Halley does drama pretty well. This was no exception. It was real life problems that MMA fighters can relate to, and the choreography was unbelievable. Just snatching just a couple of other reactions to it. Um, Eno, Eno, Eno Ha, really hard, oh sorry, really tried hard to enjoy it. Too many sharp narrative pivots. It didn't build up to her final battles either. I'm just supposed to automatically care about Valentina's character in the few minutes of screen time they gave her. Now, first of all, I want to touch on the good. I don't want to be overly negative considering what we did to destroy several films which we have talked about previously and had the director of one of those films telling me to forget his number or words to that effect. I want to say something good about this film, and that is, look, for a director to actually you bring this to the screen is no mean feat. You'll know yourself as a videographer, Kairos, it's hard bringing your creative work, your embodiment, your hard graft in front of people and for them to appreciate it. But it's hard to bring it to that in terms of mass audience. So that gets a plus in my book. The fact that Halle Berry directed this, acted in it, I really do feel you know kudos should be given to that as a particular effort. So that's the good I've got to say about it. I wanna go around for those of you who have seen it um, and perhaps to those of you who've purposely avoided it, um, just touching on the good aspect of this. I'm gonna start off first of all with Kairos, touching on the good. Quick question. So,
1: um... did she fight valentina when she was in the ufc
3: or was that someone else who whooped her ass no uh it was someone else who whooped her ass and then she fought valentina again plot spoilers if you haven't seen the film you may (sighs) want to fast forward through this section she fought valentina in in Invicta.
1: yes exactly so
3: this they
1: i will give them their props for the amount of research that they did like they put together like strong points. I was like, okay, great. She is not making it back to the UFC for her first fight, even though her first fight back is for a title fight. So I was like, okay, I get it. Boom. You're in Invicta. Great. And it's a prominent women's mixed martial arts pro. Well, it's the prominent women's mixed martial arts um, organization. So I was like, okay, that's dope as fuck. They actually have actual staples and they put up posters and previews. I was like, okay, okay. They did research. They had actual people in the field. They have Eve uh, Edwards. They had refs in there. I was like, oh, wow. But but the story, the everything else, I'm just like, can't shit just be going good for you, motherfuckers? Or why should I always got to be negative in these fucking? Why we got to keep showing black trauma? I'm I'm just like, bro, listen. It was already bad enough that you were with your coach and he's a, an abuser, but then you didn't learn your lesson. The, as soon as you got free of him, dating someone who was in a position of power over you, you date your other coach. What the fuck are we doing? You're like, what is? What is this? This doesn't, this doesn't make sense. How is? How are you free from being in a controlling environment and relationship just to be able to be a captive again in another controlling environment from a coach? This shit don't make no sense. <laughs> this shit <should laughs> don't make no sense what I'm, whatsoever. Okay,
3: Okay. pump the brakes. We're going to go into the bad in a minute. Okay. You oh, segue into that kind of swift. <laughs> We're still sticking with the good. I want to say something positive. I want us to feel kind of like, Uh, as though we have actually given it a fair shake in terms of the good aspects of it. So, G, the good aspects of it.
2: Well, I have not watched this film yet, and I don't know (laughs) if I plan to. (laughs) I really don't know if I plan to. I'm a fan of MMA, but not necessarily um, MMA movies. And I only really watch them when Mike makes me, because then we have to discuss it on the show. (laughs) So, but what I will say that's good about this so far is that, one... This is directed by Halle Berry. Um, I support that. One, cause she's a woman, two, she's a black woman. So I'm on board with supporting her with her first endeavor as far as uh, directing a film. Love it. Secondly, I love that this movie is about a woman in mixed martial artists. We have not really seen that in a lot of MMA or boxing movies outside of maybe like Michelle Rodriguez which she hasn't done recently. So it's kind of nice that like Halle Berry has picked up from her work Michelle Rodriguez and is now focusing on a woman in mixed martial arts. Third of all, I like that Invicta is involved. I like that they, um, you know, they got some love and there's, and there's some truth to Invicta being involved, just like Cairo said, they are the premier women's league. So I love that they're involved. And lastly, I like that a woman superstars in this film. I like that they picked Valentina to be in this because when you're done watching this film, if you're new to MMA or if you're just intrigued by what you saw, you can go ahead and watch uh, Valentina really kick somebody's ass and really see how great she is and one of the best fighters in the UFC and maybe all of MMA. She's up there. So I love all this exposure for women. No, I, you
0: know, I, pretty much, I pretty much just want to echo uh, both Karis and G's sentiments on this. I think in particular, uh, the highlighting of Invicta in FC, because sadly, as, as, as we all know, if, uh, if oh, the, the general public only associate mixed martial arts with the UFC. So it's good to see the premier women's organization uh, in, in, in the sport getting its just dues. And like from the small snippets that I saw as well, as Kairos mentioned as well, you saw posters, you saw like they, 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 uh, they made a concerted effort to, to highlight the promotion. And as as G said, um, I'm glad that they did the, the female aspect of it because it's very rare that well now that you mention it, I can't recall uh, a single female fighting film if I've ever watched one. They're all it's all a male dominated space. Maybe it's just because of predominantly male fan base or what have you. But it's good to see uh, it's good to see a, a woman head, uh, headlining that for, and it's refreshing as well. But um, I think as you can tell from what I've, what I've got to say, I think I've got more in the, in the negative comment <laughs> column to say than I do the positive. So I'm going to send this round robin
3: back to you, Mike. OK, so we're now on to the bad. We've looked at the good. We're looking at the bad now before we move on to the ugly. But on the bad, one of the things that I was immediately struck by was the formulaic way in which, I think was touched on it earlier, in which we were looking at trauma. And I personally have had enough of Black trauma movies. I'm tired, I'm drained. Give me something uplifting, give me comedy, give me something that isn't pornographic in terms of we are fixating on Black trauma. And this is titillating, this is tantalizing, and this is entertaining. No, that is too formulaic. We've been down this beaten track. We have actually overdone this. I just feel as though it's time for something new. I love the fact that it was coming from a woman's perspective, but give me something more than just trauma. So that for me was the bad. Let's go the opposite way round now. Let's go to uh to, to, to Sangha and then G and then Kairos.
0: Yeah, because I think Kairos is gonna uh, he's gonna explode. <laughs> Set it
3: off, right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, from the the fighting scenes of which I've seen, and it's first and foremost, I should preface by saying it's difficult for, uh to to have fight sequences look realistic in any film, in any film, let alone uh combat specific films which traditionally don't really get huge budgets unless you're um, unless you pretty much you're a creed film like unless you're one of the creed like if well, well one of the, the two films that have come out you're not really getting a, a major major hollywood budget for uh for, for the films but the some of the fight scenes that that i saw it kind of I think it was barely a step up from Never Back Down. Do you remember watching Never Back Down? That came out in what, what was it like two thousand and six, seven, or eight around around then? And like at the time, the fight scenes looked okay, but now like I, I think I watched it maybe. I think it was one of my pandemic watches. I was so bored, I, I watched everything, and I watched it, and then I went back and watched it, and I just thought, what the, what the fuck is this? This none of this is realistic, <laughs> whatsoever, like whatsoever. Um, yeah, so my main gripe is the, uh, the 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 fight sequences, but yet again, as I as I preface beforehand, it is difficult to to make them look realistic in in, in this day and age, and especially if you're coming from uh, from watching the UFC week in week out, and you, you you obviously you see the the best of the best go at it, and you see these uh, well, which they are, they're choreographed <laughs> choreographed um, scenes and maybe i'm just being a stickler and just thinking that certain transitions don't happen the, the, the way that they did they, they played out in the scenes or, or what have you but yeah the the fight the fight scenes kind kind of stunk but i'll again i'll give i'll give uh, a little bit of a pass because as i said it's uh it's probably probably a low budget film so i'll, I'll give it a pass in that sense I don't think G and Kairos are going to be as nice and kind as I am when it comes to it. So I'm interested to hear what G has to say before Kairos blows the roof of this motherfucker.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think G wants to talk about the fact that Halle Berry is a pretty horrible fucking actress to begin with, you know, as even though I can give her props for, you know, directing this movie, which I'm really happy that she did unless Halle's playing a crackhead, like in raising um, Isaiah or the crackhead in jungle Fever, I really don't think she's a really good actress. Every time I see her in the movie, she's a panic call taker, some horrible ass movie or some shit. But honestly, unless she's a fucking crackhead, I don't think she really does a good job acting. And then secondly, Kairos, stop it. Y'all should see his expression. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and act like Halle Berry, some bomb-ass <laughs> actress. The woman won an award for getting fucked by a white guy and screaming about it. Like, get the fuck out of here. Secondly, um, black trauma is not for me. And I keep hearing this from, like, Mike, Kairos, and I've heard it from other folks online. I'm definitely not going to watch this film. I've I've had quite enough of, like horror black horror genre like that's the after get out they created like all these scary racism movies i'm uninterested because racism is real to us and we don't we shouldn't be exploiting it with movies and lastly i saw some of those fight scenes like in a trailer or whatever i'm good it looked utterly ridiculous and being that a, when you're an MMA fan, to me, it's hard to watch those films because we're damn near experts. I can call out a Kamara. I actually know how to defend it just by looking at it, not even doing it. Like that's how much we know MMA for, you know, so it's really hard to watch like a choreographed scene, especially with Hallie, who's never trained and then Valentina. So it was just kind of whack to me. But like I said, there like there is some good about this film, even though I can shit on it. I'm really happy that Hallie got her hands on this and directed it, though. Kairos, go ahead. <laughs> what you get?
1: I just think it's funny because you know how when you how in school you'd be given a math problem and you got that one kid who just will skip the steps and get to the answer right away. but then you got that other dumb motherfucker who would go through all the steps just to get the wrong answer? that's That' That's that, <laughs> okay. I'm, well, I'm sorry that was I'm sorry. I' just use it as a man. <laughs> <laughs> that was what this movie was. They had all this research that was put into making it, what's the word? Whatever, whatever word, they did all this research to make this movie look as legit and realistic as possible for MMA. And it wasn't legit and realistic for MMA. Why the fuck is Halle Berry in, in Mount and then goes for a fucking armbar? Why the fuck you, sur- like you were getting your ass with the entire fucking fight and you need to win some points. And instead of trying to get some ground to pound in while Valentina's fucking hurt, you go for a fucking armbar, she reverses you and gets on top of you. Bitch, what the fuck is you doing? Grappling is supposed to be your thing. The whole premise they were talking about how, oh, your grappling is the X factor. we gonna get it on the ground. But how do you get it on the ground? She's fucking getting Gabby Garcia in a fucking M and role and fucking heel hooking her and then headbutting it's like, okay, you got the ground going for you. Bitch, why the fuck you ain't working on the ground then? Why the fuck you out here striking? Why are you is this hooking-? a bad movie? What the fuck are we, what are we doing here? And another thing that I got a problem with this movie is this. Okay, there's a lesson to be learned about being in bad relationships and power dynamics in relationships. But then you, like I said before, you repeat the exact mistake you made at the beginning of the fucking movie now you're just dating your coach. I don't give a fuck that your coach knows how to fight. I don't give a fuck that your coach is a good coach. You're still dating your coach. What the fuck are we doing? I guess it's realistic though, because in MMA that is a real fucking thing. Like that, that is some shit that does happen. And some shit, some people don't fucking learn their best. Well, so I guess it's realistic. I guess, it's, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's fucking stupid. I also don't like the fact that they just, they force songs, they, okay. I get it, I get it, I get it. There are so many things that we need to do to help empower people. But the force feeding of certain songs in this fucking movie was just, it wasn't it. It was like, okay, you got young MA on to talk about fucking people deep. You got fucking people talking, making tracks. like the music that doesn't fit the shit just because it's high energy and this is fucking mine. I didn't like it. I didn't like the song choice. I didn't like a lot of the shit. I also didn't like the fact that I don't it's okay if I swear this shit. Or are we of course, like yeah, course we've done that at the start. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, that's true. I don't like the fact how when the fucking father or her boyfriend takes the fucking piano and breaks the shit, and then they try to make him be like a nice abusive guy. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, I never done that to you before. I was like, Oh, you so fucking abuser. Why are we doing this shit? Why just make him be a bad guy? Why we gotta make it conflict? The motherfucker's a bad guy, he's an abuser, he's an abuser. Why you gotta oh, I never done that before. I didn't mean it, baby. I'm like, no fuck that shit. Fuck be a bad guy. Just be the bad. Like I, it was too much of lukewarm. Like, oh, we aren't gonna go right into that, but we're gonna like sit on the. I didn't like the shit. I didn't like the shit. They had weights, and I didn't like the fucking fact that you had access to professional fighters. We didn't use professional fighters for the opening scene, unless like that shit didn't look professional to me. That opening scene didn't look professional to me at all. It didn't. I didn't like the fact that Halle Bear was throwing fucking kicks. Like I, I didn't. I don't know what shit she was throwing. That other person was. I didn't like the shit. I didn't like the way she was throwing the fucking kicks. I didn't like the way some, some of their strikes were being thrown. And I don't know who the fuck the choreographer was. I don't know why Val didn't say uh-uh, don't throw that. Just just box, just box, or just shoot for some. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. But this was one of the worst mixed martial arts movies of all time. Don't ever talk about Never Back Down not being good. Never back down is top tier. Both of them are top tier. In battled, in or in battlement, whatever it's called. That was not a bad movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was not a bad MMA movie. That was a good MMA movie. Like, it's, had, been,
0: it's, been like, it's been like 14 or 15 years since that came out, right? Surely.
1: Yes. And it holds, that is not a bad MMA movie. It holds true. Okay,
0: but, I'm, but what my, my gripe is that you would have thought that with the, uh, the, the progression in choreography and cameras and filmography in general in that time, that the shit would be better. Like it just may, but lo and behold, it's not. It's not. It's yeah. not
1: there. It's like I wouldn't even say this is in the top five best MMA movies. <laughs> I wouldn't. It would, I don't even think it's top five. I mean, there's only like five movies that are MMA. <laughs> <But> like <laughs> I'm just saying. But well, whatever. I'm. I'm not gonna keep doing this. I'm not gonna put down women and what they try to do. But goddamn, exactly. You, they made it hard. You're making it hard for me to defend it.
0: Yeah. Well. Well. Okay. Top five MMA movies off the top of your head. I think for me. I probably put Warrior at number one, um, maybe because of the storyline. The storyline is actually decent, and uh, the acting by Nick Nolte, especially you know when he's playing the bit where he's the the drunk the drunk dad where he has the relapse. I thought that was good, uh, and probably never back down. One, two, and three. I, I've not. I watched the third one on the on the plane to Los Angeles the other week. Uh, all right. I and mean, those are the only, only MMA movies I can think of. of mm.
2: Do y'all like the Jose Aldo movie?
0: I couldn't get through it. Oh, I liked it. I didn't see it. it. I, I see it. couldn't get through it. Like, I didn't see it. Isn't the opening scene like they're driving in a car or whatever, then literally I stopped there. I stopped there. <laughs> I do I, I do like, How do you start a movie then stop in 20 seconds? <laughs> go. Right. What the fuck? Made, it's... Maybe about two, three minutes of fight. Like it was. It just it's that bad. I, I
2: just, it's, <laughs> it's bad, but I think all MMA movies are bad. Like I can't even come up with a top five list. I just think all of them are terrible and I prefer boxing movies. I like the fighter. I like Rocky four. I like Rocky five. Um, there's another one. A Cinderella man is amazing. Like I feel like they take more time to make really good boxing movies rather than, you know, the MMA movies that we get, but The Jose Aldo movie was like just nostalgic and kind of cool to see like him on the regional scene in in Mexico, excuse me, Mexico, what the fuck wrong with me, in um, Brazil. So it was kind of cool to see him, you know, you know, like the backstory before we kind of saw him. But was it corny? Yes. Was the acting bad? Absolutely. But just like any other typical MMA movie.
0: Do we count the the Conor McGregor film? Because I know that's more like a documentary style thing.
2: I watched it once. I, didn't, I don't feel the need to watch it again. And I also thought it was too soon. Like he's a god already. Like this guy's getting a documentary. Like he's still fighting and still like in the rank. Like the fuck. Yeah,
3: I, just I just thought, thought more, it was okay. I'll call that more documentary. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I did not really want to take up too much more time on this as we've already like went in deep. But I just <laughs> want to end off with the ugly. Now, for me, it was particularly jarring. See, it, this is a toss-up. It was particularly jarring where you have a movie where inclusivity was something which could have been done so well here. Yeah, you had the women at the heart of the story, the women underpinning this in terms of um, being the director. You had the women being the pivotal characters and the main characters. But in terms of inclusivity, I thought it was slightly jarring to kind of like hop in and out of the whole lesbian relationship. I found that a little bit disrespectful. If you're going to commit to that, do it and do it properly. Don't skirt around the issue or make it seem as though it's taboo. And that's the way that it was presented. But like I say, it was a toss up between that and the opening scene of Halle Berry getting raped. That You can't call that sex. You Bad cannot drama. tell me. You cannot tell me that that was a loving sexual encounter that was straight up aggressive right mashing together i can only i can only imagine that is what rape looks like because that did not look enjoyable to me it was jarring so that for me was the ugly kairos the ugly that movie was just
1: ugly i told like (laughs) if y'all want to if you want to watch an actual good mma movie i'm telling you right now Watch him battled. I don't care. I will defend that movie to the fucking death. Oh, here we watch go. Battle. Watch him battle. That shit crazy. It's realistic too. Y'all better watch that
0: fucking movie. That shit was crazy. That... Uh, if you want to watch uh, a good MMA film, watch Jujitsu, bro. Or watch Jujitsu. <laughs> right, yeah, I wasn't that. Yeah, this is crazy. Know. I cannot believe you made me waste an hour and a half of my
1: life. I watched it three times. Uh, I, I watched that movie three
3: times
2: I watched it once and it was so painful I was so mad <laughs> at Mike on the low
3: But <laughs> But as as you do have the mic As we are going back mm-hmm. Around this little circle Gee, the ugly
2: The ugly um, I'm going to go back to black trauma um, Just hearing about that rape scene As an opening scene I'm good on that And it's just like A lot of times when you, to me, if you want to watch an MMA movie, yeah, you want it to be realistic, maybe about how they're underpaid or like something like that, but I I can do without like rape and black trauma and whatnot. And just let's keep this about the sport and how Mm. hard it is for a woman maybe to get paid in this sport, how hard it is for a woman to come up in the sport when it's not even really built for women. I don't feel the need for, you know, to have an opening rape scene that makes you uncomfortable. You know, I think that's the ugly part of the film. And I bet the fight scenes are just as ugly as the rape scene as well. Like, I'm telling you, y'all, MMA movie fight scenes are the worst. Even in the boxing movies that I mentioned that I like, their fighting scenes are ridiculous. Don't forget Rocky taking these full-on <laughs> CTE blows flush to the face, you know? So, like... Even good boxing movies have exaggerating scenes, but they're they're written so well that you kind of can ignore them. And I just wish we spent that much time on MMA scripts too, so that we can overlook how just ridiculous the fight scenes are, but we got a good storyline. And here's another boxing movie to watch. There's one about Robert Duran that I watched recently and it was really fucking good. So put that on your list as well. Maybe start watching some boxing movies like me because I can't fuck with MMA movies.
3: <laughs> uh, the
0: ugly The Ugly. Uh, I've already said my, my, said my piece in The Ugly. Okay. Oh. But, First and foremost, (laughs) Detroit Urban Survival Training. (laughs) Yo, I'm, I'm gonna
1: go. I'm actually. It's pretty close to me. I'm actually gonna go there to take a picture. Okay. All right. All right. All right. No, I was
0: just saying. Anyway, that that's not my topic. That's not my topic. But oh man, got me all excited. <laughs> <there>.
2: <laughs> oh, just real quick, guys. I'm only. I've got 45 minutes left with you, so I might need to right. hop in on a segment real quick. All right. I didn't sec- know we was gonna
3: talk about brews for like two hours. Ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so trying to move it on. I you ain't know. Talk about it. Uh, That's good though, Mike Maybe then, if that's the case, you should go next so that we don't miss a second I I think so, because
2: around 4.15 I gotta go, so being that I brought up Jose Aldo, let's keep talking about him So, we all know that Jose Aldo is fighting Rob Plant this weekend at UFC Vegas 44, and much to my surprise, I'm seeing a lot of hate or like, uh, I get the impression that fans don't really appreciate him, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's Jose fucking Aldo, are you serious? So You know, we all know about Jose Aldo. Like we were just talking about a movie about him. Like one, like he was on the regional scene in in Brazil and he started fighting really early and he was successful then, okay? Secondly, he came to the WEC on a tear, destroyed everybody. Let's not forget that flying knee he did running across the fucking um, cage to smack Cups once and with so quickly. I mean, it's an epic knockout. And then he came to the UFC and he was on a motherfucking tear until he met that Irishman. So he's had a very lucrative career, so much so that people say he is the true featherweight goat, which I which I agree with. However, let me give you an example of some of the stuff that I'm seeing on Twitter. And I actually have it in front of me. And I know you guys follow this kid. His name is uh, Jason Williams. And follow him if you don't. <laughs> he's got good videos and stuff. She had him, Kairos. His his um, handle is Jason Eg. Thirty-three, and he posted a video of the thirteen-second knockout by Connor, and he captioned it by saying, "People still try and clown Aldo for this moment, the moment being the knockout." But his fight career, Jose Aldo, has been so much better than Connor since this knockout. And of course, here come a Connor nut-hugging bitch fan. His name is—I uh, shouldn't say his name. I'll say his out. name. Fuck these people. No, fuck these people. They posted on no Twitter. Name. It's a public. Fuck these people off. His name. Fuck that, I'm gonna say his name. His name is Mike. His name is Mike. And his <laughs> handle his handle is the, with two E's, red velvet. Look what this bitch ass said. He said, Aldo literally has been a non-factor since this moment, the moment being the 13 KO, second KO. I barely remember who he is for Basically, I don't even know his record and he probably isn't even making much money. This post is an L, Jason, bitch. Did you just start watching yesterday, Mike? What the fuck you mean you don't remember who the hell he fought? He just won. And then secondly, he dropped down to bantamweight and he's pretty successful and he's about to fight someone at the top of his division and can easily get a title shot if he beats this guy. So what the fuck are you talking about, Mike? Please stop being an ass. And the thing about it though is like, Mike is probably a new fan because that's what new fans do. They kind of just discredit everything Jose, Jose Aldo has done, which I find incredibly annoying. So here's my question for the group. How has the thir- 13 second KO from Connor affected Jose Aldo's legacy? Has it affected it in a good way? Because since that loss, he dropped down to bantamweight and he's still a motherfucking contender. Or did it create a bunch of fucking bitch ass fans like Mike that discredit him because of that 13-second KO? So, one more time for the group. How has this 13-second KO from Connor affected Jose Aldo? And I'm gonna start with Chisanga.
0: I said it at the time after the after the fight. I said it to my friend. And I'll, I'll, I'll say it again, that knockout was the most devastating to a legacy in in mixed martial arts history that third those th- that 13 mm. second stoppage erased everything in the mind erased everything that jose aldo did previous to conor mcgregor in the minds of of uh of, of casual fans it, yeah. I mean i'm i'm my heart rate is going up just just yeah it was going up hearing hearing that fucking dumbass mike say whatever <laughs> i'm sure he might be a nice person but he said that his comments was fucking dumb as shit but to- right
2: like
1: yeah.
0: I'm sure
2: you're a cool dude, and we respect yeah, you. No, right? exactly. But that yeah. comment was fucked you up. You ain't
1: no cool dude. You a bitch.
2: <laughs> <God>. You <laughs> a bitch. No, I'm sure he's a good kid. It's just, it's yeah. just you can't say that about a goat. And then if you don't know about his legacy, then familiarize yourself outside yeah. of the 13 it's second right, KO, right. bitch.
0: Exactly. Oh, by, by um, if you're using, well, if, if if that's if if that's the barometer of, of, of greatness and what we're using, then, then. Everything Conor McGregor did becoming the first two-weight world champion uh, and everything else, uh, knocking out Aldo in 13 seconds, was made irrelevant by Habib him at UFC 229. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's
2: It doesn't apply that way. And I'm sure yeah. Mike would not agree with you, but would agree that Hold- Jose Aldo, he doesn't oh, no, even I'm remember just, the last person he
0: fought. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just using the, the primers mm-hmm. that he said to me, right? That's, the thing is, I just can't believe... Well, Jose Aldo has what seven defenses of the featherweight title? No, in fact, I'm not even going to say seven defenses of the UFC title. He has nine defenses of the UFC title because obviously the UFC absorbed the WEC and he defended the title twice. So he had like so he has nine defenses of uh, of the of, of the UFC featherweight title, and he was just in a oh well, barring the last two rounds, he was in a closely uh, contested fight with with uh, well the man who many people believe have the best boxing in the UFC peter yan and he held it he more than held his own for those first first three rounds i just think the slander towards jose aldo is it's purely based on that 13 second knockout and it's completely wrong it's completely wrong to dismiss to dismiss the a, a greatest of all, or potentially greatest of all time featherweight legacy i believe for and i saw aaron abroser put out uh, a poll the other day and thankfully, a lot of his followers agreed with me that Jose Aldo is the greatest featherweight of, of, of all time. And then, obviously, you could imagine all the arguments. Well, he lost to everybody else in there, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that everybody, when they think of Jose Aldo, they just think of that Conor McGregor knockout. I understand newer fans doing that, but I think it's a knock on you that I, I think if you become a fan of a sport, you you can't just be up to date with this present in the future and what's and who's up and coming you have to you have to uh have a you have to give it the respect and go back and go through the annals of the sport to truly understand well, a where it is and b how the fighters have progressed and then subsequently give them their respect for where for where they currently are so i think fighters who completely write off jose aldo's uh jose aldo's legacy and all this body of work beforehand, fighters, I mean, uh, fans who do that, I think they're doing not only themselves a disservice, I think they're doing the sport a disservice. And some of them, uh, you know, I me. Mean, I don't like to swear, but some of them are making some bitch ass comments from uninformed, from an uninformed point of view.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm a. you know what, Mike,
3: I'm gonna go with <clears> you, because <throat> I'm gonna let Cairo set it the fuck off. But go ahead, Mike. <laughs> It's funny that you talk about bitch and it's funny that you talk about fans effectively having selective amnesia and selective memory around fighters because that kind of like permeates the sport regardless of who we're talking about. It's not just Jose Aldo who actually um, is having that inflicted upon him. Plus you also have to factor in that 13-second knockout has been played ad nauseum. This has been ingrained. This has been seared into the collective psyche of the MMA fan. And when you couple that with the wins and the losses after um, Conor McGregor, people start to ask these questions of him. Oh, was he any good anyway? Won against Frankie Edgar. Oh, he should have won that anyway because Frankie Edgar was an aging fighter on his way out. So people kind of explain the way that greatness there but also when you look at Max Holloway, Max Holloway lost, um, Max, Max Holloway beat him twice so again people are in their minds it's kind of like seared this narrative of uh, he wasn't any good anyway put him up against strong opposition, top opposition, the young bucks he just cannot hang but I do think just to answer your question and I'll answer it succinctly it is mm-hmm. down to that 13 second knockout because that is indelible in our memories that has yeah. actually been kind of like branded into our psyche and that's what people think of and that's what people remember when they talk about Jeze aldo yeah
2: i agree My most definitely I love how Mike is like the voice of reason calm but he still puts his foot in somebody's ass. You know what I mean? Like I love that about you and I need you to jump in my spaces more. Was real quick side topic, Mike asked a new fan, kind of like a fan that we're discussing now, don't know shit but, you know, t- talk tough in spaces. I'll never forget the time a new fan jumped in spaces and said fighters should be underpaid
3: because it keeps them hungry and mike was quiet the whole time can i I just stop you there go ahead let's name names fufu johnny is his name (laughs) i think is his handle he is now being accused of racism by the way he's a prick but i believe especially in public discourse that you should be polite and accepting of people's views you know what how many spaces i've sat in this week about um, should black women have a voice on Twitter and in spaces, Um, come and ask me anything. I'm a white nationalist. I sit there. I jumped in both those chat groups, by the way. I love those spaces because I am learning about how ignorance festers in the US and how ignorance jumps from person to person because of misinformation. And I love that kind of discourse. So in order to, Fest to that in order to kind of promote that, just getting back to fufujani and the polite way I told him about his ass. I do feel as though you need that calm, collected, um demean- I'm no in order to give people the rope to hang themselves.
2: Yeah, because you gave him that rope, Mike, when you were like, excuse me, how long have you been watching MMA? <laughs> and then when it came out, he had been watching for maybe seven days, like a fucking free trial subscription, <laughs> bitch ass. I mean, his his fucking not seven, y'all know I'm I'm exaggerating, but he's a new fan. Like, he's a completely new fan that's very opinionated. And he came into a space that's full of people that know what they're talking about and made an ass out of himself. And Mike, calm, cool, collectively, simply just had to ask him how long has he been watching? And once he answered, the whole chat was like, we're done arguing with you. Like, it just, thank God you were the voice of reason. And we stopped going back and forth with him because of Mike. So thank you, Mike. Keep up the good work. Kairos, I'm ready for your thoughts on this. Let's go in Enough. the words and the words of
1: Daniel Cormier. Bitch ass nigga. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> Listen. Here's my problem. Okay, here's my problem. I this needs to be said. Conor McGregor did not bring a whole bunch of eyes to the sport. Conor McGregor bought eyes of himself. Of himself. These are not MMA fans that are saying this. These are Conor fans that are saying so there needs to be a dis- yes. like a distinguish between the two. That 13-second that knock, knockout did not affect his legacy to MMA fans. It affected his legacy to Conor fans. And I don't, that's fine. Fuck Good them. point. Fuck them. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you, what you guys think. To be, to be frank with you, like, here's, here's the thing, though. If you really think about this, in what scenario, if you have watched Jose Aldo's career, even if you started watching only towards the end of the WEC, even if you only started watching the second he got to the UFC, there is no way rationally that you cannot have him in your top three. If, okay, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm gonna stick my fucking foot in the sand. If he's not your number one featherweight of all time, fuck out my face. If he is not in your top five fighters of all time, yep. I won't say fuck out my face, but I will say if he ain't in your top seven, though, fuck out my face. Fuck out my face. There's no reason my you losing in 13 seconds to someone is going to defeat a decade of work. A de- like like the heavyweights ain't getting fucking knocked out every other title defense. Like CP ain't just getting his fucking ass knocked out by France. That gonna ruin his fucking legacy? That ruined his legacy? That's that shit. Like DC ain't getting fucking knocked out senseless. Like if John moves up to heavyweight, and gets fucking split by Surreal or Francis, that gonna that's gonna fuck his legacy up? No, 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 no. You don't get to like no. It's MMA. The very few people escape unscathed. And if you escape unscathed, you either left early. You got injured, or I think that's the only way. That's the only way you leave unscathed. You left earlier, you got injured. That's the only way. That's literally the only way. Mm-hmm. Jose Aldo's legacy is cemented. I'm not hearing no shit about people saying he had to fight easier competition. He's in his era fighting against the competition of that era. You have to scale it. If he's a level, if his ability is level eight and he's fighting in an era against other level eights, that is the exact same thing as a level 10 fighting against level 10s in their era. He's only mm-hmm. fighting what he is within his time period. So for you to penalize him, that opens up a gate of us saying, okay, great. Well, that must hurt Demetrius Johnson then. because yes. his, Or that must hurt GSP then. Mm-hmm. So if you all to sit here and try and put fighters who have fewer title wins, who have fewer fights, who have fewer title fight appearances than him, then the whole argument of Usain already being better than GSP has been proven there. This is what happens when you start opening up the fucking door and nothing's sacred to you, the motherfuckers. Then we're going to have to start actually having conversations. The same thing with people saying, well, he hasn't tested positive for steroids, but we know he's cheating. Okay. If you want to open up the door on that one, there's a lot of motherfuckers who haven't tested positive. Oh, yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. Don't open up a door that you don't want open. Don't open it up. Because we can say the same shit about Connor and his fucking career and where the fuck he's been ever since he lost to Nate. Connor ain't been right. To- Connor hasn't won two fights in a row in how long? When was the last time he won
0: two fights in a row? It would have been um yeah, it would have been the uh the Mendez and Aldo fight, right?
1: Yes. And when was that?
0: 20 uh, 2015.
1: Your boy Connor can't even get on a fucking winning streak and He's one of the best. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Your boy can't even win two in a row. Get that bullshit out of here. If if anybody else could have won two fights in a row. For almost half a decade, we wouldn't be hearing this shit. Connor's compared to Darren fucking Elkins. Actually, no, Darren Elkins has fucking winning streaks right now. Darren Elkins can win two in a row. <laughs> yeah. Tyson Bosa can win two in a row. Ew. Greg Hardy can win two in a row. So how the fuck we gonna talk about Connor?
2: <laughs> Cut this shit out. Word. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I did. Kairos, I think you. I think you put it uh, succinctly in your in your own way, and <laughs> and you, you 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 summed it up perfectly. Um, Aldo could only beat the the level of competition that was in front of him at the time, and let's not forget the level of competition that was put in front of him at the time was very good. I think where some people from who who were uh, who were Aldo fans to begin with in WBC and in the UFC, there's a there's a couple. Um, I'd probably I'd say hipster reporters who are like oh well aldo was awarded the w the the, the ufc title he wasn't he wasn't champion he, w- he didn't earn the championship a criticism that was leveled uh Mike, oh
2: my god what said The
0: that? greatest british boxer of all time lennox lewis because you remember uh who vacated the wbc title I can't remember what it was. Riddick Bowe. He didn't want to fight Lennox Lewis. He vacated the title. So then the WBC gave the title to Lennox Lewis. Lennox was the best heavyweight on the planet at the time. But people were still like, oh, well, he didn't earn it. He didn't earn it. Like, he, he didn't earn it in the ring. So I think that's what people still do to, to Jose Aldo wrongly. But at the same time, there was no UFC featherweight division. Uh, there's no UFC featherweight title for him to, to earn because it wasn't a division until they bought the WEC. So, man, yeah. Any, yeah, Jose Aldo, any, any Jose Aldo, any any Josie Aldo slander you can direct at me at Chisanga underscore I yeah. will come for your ass. I'll
3: come. <laughs> or I should say, what Aljo said, I'm coming on that ass. Oh <laughs> w- wow! No, I'm not. Obviously, <laughs> okay, I'm kind of keen to get G's perspective on the remaining topics because I don't want her to go without yeah, giving right. her, her her two pennies. So who's not, who's up next?
1: I'll go next. My topic's quick. Quick, quick, quick. Who's The best rapper
3: in MMA right now, I went
1: G first. I want you to answer. who's the best rapper in MMA right now?
2: Nobody, them, them, nobody. No, said, no, no, said no, 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 no. Who's yeah, the best the, rapper in they, MMA right trash. now? They all tra- you want me to pick between Tyron Woodley and Bryce, and then who's the, There's, who's, There's, the who's the other guy? There's who's the bald headed, who's the bald headed Brian Keller. He actually can, I feel like he can actually rap a little bit, but I would never download his music or anything. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just basing it off of MMA. You know, like, you know, like when you, when you work someplace and you're like, who's the prettiest woman, but it's really just the standards of where you work. It's not necessarily women you would sleep with. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I'm doing here. These rappers suck. All MMA rappers are trash. And if you have to force me to pick, it's the white boy, Keller. Dustin, Although I'm I would download you, okay. none of his music I'm, or I'm
1: listen to it now, right now, <laughs> you know, po- ah! no, they're gonna who? get mad
2: at that. Who? <laughs> who? You say it again. <laughs> that Dustin Poirier raps.
0: There is a video that is since, uh, I since been del- scrubbed off the face of the internet of Dustin uh, dropping some dropping some heat on the mic but i can't find it for the life of me he dropping in bombs he added
2: scrub good for him he did not yes he, he
1: did
3: the- he said it like five times <laughs> what
1: yes <laughs> i don't know, I don't know this
3: is it confirmed that this video exists though? Did he yes! actually drop n bombs?
1: Jasanga yes! said he saw it. It's in like Sherdog
0: forums. I can't, I, can't see,
3: I can't remember if he dropped n bombs.
0: Maybe he, he
1: did. Oh, I- it's in the Sherdog forums. People are talking about it. They're like, I can't believe it's gone. I can- yes, he did. I'm not lying. MMA Digest. If y'all know who he is, he has a YouTube channel. He was constantly posting the clip of Dustin saying the n word in the video <laughs> on all of his videos at the end. Yes, he did. I've seen the video a hundred times. He did it. I'm not trying to, we're moving on though. No one's holding him to the flame. We're moving on. But all I'm saying is there's some top tier rappers though in the rock game. We got Brian Kelleher. We got Bryce Mitchell. We got Andre Feely. We got, uh. Andre Feely? Yes, Andre Feely raps. Yes, yes. What? He that. Yes. I
3: there's thought some- you were naming top tier rappers in MMA. <laughs> they are. They're, they're,
1: they're top tier. Yes, They're the top tier. Hey.
3: Anyway, I'm interrupting you. I'm keen for G to jump in. Go on.
2: Uh, Jump into what, man? Like, (laughs) all these people, yo, they're terrible to me. I listened to fucking Bryce's little snippet from Ariel's tweet today. Trash. He sounds like any other SoundCloud rapper uh, just with, like, a hillbilly redneck (sighs) accent. Like, no type of flow. Oh, my God. Just... It's, no. To me, like we're giving him props for just doing something. No, if, if, if he was, if he was not mm, Bryce, no. we, if he was not Bryce, mm-hmm. none of you would no. be checking for this song or bumping it. Stop. Mm-hmm. No,
3: Mm-mm. disagree. I tell you why. I've spent <clears throat> hours and hours and hours this week in different spaces, up and down the flipping timeline, and one of the ones I keep going back to are the battle rappers. Not everybody can rap who opens their mouth and can string uh tart with art. Not everybody can rap, not everybody can flow, not everybody gets how you have to put together how you put together rhyme schemes. Bryce Mitchell does. He understands how flow works, he understands how cadence works, he understands how embodying a story works. I rate him and I was shocked and surprised because I saw mm-hmm. the tweet that Ariel put out. And uh, it was worse to the effect of, this is actually quite good. He was not wrong. It was actually quite good because I'm coming off the back of, like I say, spending time in these spaces with these so-called battle rappers who are trash, (laughs) haven't got a clue. And then you have... Bryce Mitchell, who has the fundamentals of the rap game, who understands cadence. I've mentioned all of this before. I was impressed, very impressed. And it wasn't because he was Bryce Mitchell. Because like I say, I've been listening to some real gutter ass nobodies, wannabes, pretenders. Rice Mitchell ain't none of that. Mm-hmm. I need y'all to listen to the whole track because he has multiple. Yes. He switches the flow up multiple
1: times on the mm-hmm. time. song. Multiple times. Yep. He's not just talking gibber jabber. It y'all sounds
2: like it? he needs. It sounds like he needs to fight more often, and <laughs> he talks stay about busy. that in the song. He uh, talks yeah. about it in the song. He because yeah, if song, he though. was, if the UFC was giving him more fights, then maybe perhaps he wouldn't even be talking about this. Sounds like he's inactive. <laughs> and he needs to fight more often because y'all really think that these MMA people can rap. And it's and you know they can't rap because none of their stuff is gonna sell. We're not about to see Bryce like, you know, performing at the Source Awards and none of that stuff. Or like
0: No, <laughs> you know what no. Like, no, 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 gonna, oh, I'm saying, all oh, I'm saying, all oh, I'm saying. They're
2: not gonna be successful. I get that y'all like them, but they're really not that good. And and like who's worse, y'all? Tyrant, y'all think Bryce is better than Who's, is Tyron the worst? Do y'all Tyron think Tyron the is shit. the worst? Okay, no, no, don't, don't do, do that to Tyron. Shit. No, uh, yeah. on. Let me tell Horrible. you the difference
1: between the Horrible. two. Here's the difference Keller, Brian
2: Keller is better than Tyron Woodley. Here's, I'm sorry.
1: Tyron can make hits. Bryce is better at rapping. You're going to tell what, me that Tyron can make hits? What hits does Beat Tyron your ass? Hits?
3: Beat your ass ain't a hit? Yeah, yeah. Beat your oh, ass ain't a hit? Oh, did that chart? did it?
1: Did Ooh, it? It's a no, hit. No, didn't.
3: Did it chart? That In doesn't... the
1: MMA sphere, if you ask, is beat your ass a hit, they're going to tell you yes. In the MMA sphere, if you ask, is Edward Scissorhands a hit, they're going to say, yes, it is.
2: In that's the MMA song? sphere,
0: yeah, yes. right. Wooly
1: on Edward Scissorhands. Yo, you got to figure that out. Cool. Anyway, but Bryce, I'm telling you, Bryce is a better rapper, but he can't make it. That's the difference. Drake isn't a better rapper than 99% of the game, but he is better at making hits. He's better, not Tyrant. Tyrant is the Drake in MMA rap. That's what he is. That's his Let, thing. Let's squeeze, in, let's squeeze in.
3: Let's squeeze in Chisanga because, as I say, I want to get I want to get full fat G. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to diet. I don't want her to leave before we get this uh, show off today.
0: Um, <laughs> Oh, so you want me to go to my topic? I thought you wanted me to- No,
3: no, no, I want you to-
0: No, no, no,
2: answer... we're talking about Bryce. Oh, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then go to I listened, your topic. Look, I, I listened to a 40 second clip. It kind of like, and I kind of agreed with what G was saying. It kind of sounded like it was just some- some The usual. You'd hear from some local boys in Arkansas. Do you know what I mean? Like oh. on SoundCloud, SoundCloud. That's what it sounded like. But if Kairos is saying that he switches up the floor and whatever, I've got to give it uh, an, on- an honest uh, honest listen to. So I'm not going to criticize. I'm not going to criticize. I'll reserve. Okay. I'll co- you can come back to me. Uh, oh, not next week, because I'll be in train- I'll be flying to Vegas, but-
2: You getting uh, married again? <laughs>
0: no, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, I'm broke.
3: I can't be doing that shit.
2: Yeah, but just how so happens you get married 15 times? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Hold on a minute. Kairos, aren't you supposed to be drinking? You have got some shots to do, my man. Okay. You thought I forgot. I didn't
1: forget you anything. I, I told you last show, I came with a bottle last show, and you just ignored me. And I was like, off
3: camera, yeah. I, I really, no. saw that off when camera. I was anyway. setting up,
1: I okay, okay, anyway, Listen. go on,
3: c- continue. I got something you, special. You I were going to special. pour <laughs> that out whilst <out. laughs> well, we go to the next segment, and that is Chisanga. Let's go. So, I'm, we probably should have done this
0: at the beginning, so, um, but we'll we'll circle back. Obviously, it was the inaugural Triller Triad Combat Triangle Dorito Cage thing, ring thing.
2: Not Uh, Dorito Cage.
0: Yeah, Dorito Dorito ring. That's what I should have called it. It looked like a Dorito gong or whatever, like a Dorito octagon or whatever. I I don't know. But um, yeah, there were some interesting fights in it. You obviously had Kubrick Pulev against Frank Mir, Mike Perry against Michael Seals, and the return of, uh, well, a man who was, I wouldn't say... A boogeyman, but he was on his way until he lost, and then he subsequently left the UFC uh, to becoming that way. Albert Tumanoff. Remember there was a time when nobody wanted to fucking fight Albert Tumanoff in the UFC? Um and also that was another good win on Leon Edwards' record that people uh that people uh, sleep on the people sleep on, that people sleep on. But anyway, anyway, yes, yeah, so I caught the highlights of, of it. I don't know if any of you uh, stayed up. Mike, I don't know if you stayed up to to watch the inaugural thriller try combat fight. Hell no. Oh, what, what, what? I watched it. You, you watched it. Okay, so mm-hmm. there's a couple things that there were a couple questions that I had to to, to to after after watching the highlights. I was like, first of all, who the fuck came up with the idea of, of a triangle, like of like a, a physically a triangle because
2: a Dorito, mm-hmm. a, a
0: Dorito, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just, it looked like like once you get caught in the corner, you're pretty much fucked. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, you're you, you pretty much fucked. Like, if you get, like, right into the corner, there's, like, no way to, to get out. But anyway, that, that's a, that's another side they ex-
2: Did they explain that concept, that triangle?
0: I, I haven't seen any explanation. Maybe there has been one, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure.
3: Why? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just distracted. What is that you're drinking, Kairos? That looks like tea? beer. What is no. it? It's Twisted
1: Tea. I don't drink beer.
2: What is Twisted Tea? Twisted <laughs>
1: Tea. Twisted Tea. Yeah. Twisted Tea, not Pusha
2: Tea. Twisted. See, tea. We, we done talked about rap so much. Mike just saying, <laughs> Mike saying any Pusha Tea?
1: It's so all alcohol i left in the house. We had family over, so they drank all my stuff. I wasn't leaving the house to buy something new just for
3: today. But this pusher tea that doesn't look like shots. <laughs> <laughs> it counts as alcohol. It's alcohol, we'll it's, off.
2: It's alcohol. <laughs> juice. Plus, well,
3: <it's> like I got <laughs> stuff to do out. I can't be, be
0: wasting. To, going back to the the uh, Triad thing, we all saw the um, the stoppage in Frank Mir Kubrat Pulev, <laughs> um, if you could even call that a fight. Um, so sad. Yeah, I just I I just want to. Like I'm, I'm, I'm seriously of the belief that if Triller keep putting on some of the type of fights that they, they're, they're putting on, that they might very well be dealing with a serious, serious traumatic brain injury. I, I, I truly, I well, and truly believe that because I lo- love Frank Mir. Obviously, he was UFC, uh, UFC champion, but there is no way in hell that he should have been in the same. You shouldn't have been in the same arena as the man who just fought Anthony Joshua less than a year ago for the unified heavyweight titles.
2: He's he's twenty eight and two.
0: Yeah, 24, twenty four. Frank me, and he's only lost to Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko. Those are the only two <laughs> losses. In the
2: so he's not even a washed-up boxer. Like it's not like he's actually very legit. He's active,
0: yeah, competitive heavy, so it just baffled me that. That Triller would put a four-year-old a Frank Mir, who's had multiple, multiple surgeries. Remember, he had that motorbike accident as well that fucked him up for years. And he's, uh, obviously he has been in a bit of a skid. I know he he. I think maybe it was his final fight that he got knocked out by by Mark Hunt with a one a, punch a, a knockout but final fight in the UFC. I mean, so I'm just seriously concerned. And well, one of my questions is like. Do you truly believe that there's an appetite for these fights that Triller that are putting on? And if so, who the hell who the hell is watching this stuff? Like, who the hell is actively like, you know what? I'm going to spend my money to watch Frank Mir fight Kubat Puleb and uh, and uh, who did who did Mike Perry fight? He fought Michael Seals, but I mean, and that that could have gone e- either way. Like, Michael Seals was a former, I believe, light light heavyweight uh, title contender as well. Yeah.
2: He,
0: he, that's
2: yeah. kind of surprising. Lost
0: too yeah. to Mike Perry. Mike, Mike, Mike Perry was surprised he won. Anyway, but um, right. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm. I'm digressing anyway. But a, do you believe that eventually, if Triller keep going the way that they're going, that they're gonna have a, a, a serious, uh, well, a serious injury on their on their hands soon enough? And B, who the fuck is paying for this shit? And I'm gonna go to Mr. Morgan. We'll start off calm and slow, calm, cool, and collected.
3: You're making it sound as though this is a destination. We are here, we are at the station. We are here already. Brain Trauma City happened on Saturday, whether we like it or not. At the end of the day, we're looking at a seasoned veteran in Frank Mir, who in an almost Mortal combat finishing, finish him uh, scenario was left out on his feet. You have to kind of respect the fact that Triller have laid and actually nailed their credentials to the mast. They're all about this whole notion of a circus. People came for Metallica and stayed for the fights. This isn't something that would be palatable or sellable to your average fight fan. These were more than likely People who saw this as a bonus, as something which is going to be a um, almost a trinket to their Metallica viewing. So we don't have to wait long to look at brain trauma, to experience brain trauma in these athletes. That is what was experienced on Saturday. And I really don't believe that there is an appetite for, for this. That's why it's front-loaded.
0: No, but I mean, I mean, as in like a serious, like serious injury. Obviously, we know brain injuries happen week in, week out at the at, at the UFC. But I'm talking about like a, a serious injury from, uh, from because well, obviously a fight like that wouldn't be wouldn't be sanctioned. If Frank Mir applied for his professional boxing license, he got it. And you're like, oh, we're going to put you in, in Kubrat Pulev. No sensible, <laughs> sensible athletic commission apart from Florida because they do whatever the fuck they want down there would sanction that fight. That so this is what I mean. So like. Do you you think that it's going to be within the realms of possibility that a serious injury occurs from one of these mismatches and these fights that shouldn't be happening?
3: 100%. As G said, look, Pulev is a live dog. He's an active fighter. He is somebody who's come off. I suppose one way of actually looking at this is this for me, is almost as though there's negligence on the part of Triller, because what they're effectively saying is, lamb to the slaughter, we don't care who you are, this is about entertainment, and that is a formula. You're right, that is a formula for somebody getting hurt, or seriously hurt, or at worst, killed. Yeah, All
0: right, G, I know you're, uh, you're pressed for time, so I want to get your thoughts on it.
2: Yeah, I do think we are going to eventually see some type of serious injury from these Triller fights, because we're already seeing that in bare knuckle um, fighting in that organization. I do believe a fighter died from his injuries because he fell after getting knocked out. He fell incorrectly and actually injured his neck and his family had to pull the plug on him. You know rest in peace and we saw that in bare knuckle fighting so i do think trilla is going to contribute to more (laughs) deaths in the cake, in the in whatever the dorito they're gonna they're definitely gonna continue to do that and we'll see that because i mean look at frank Mir. like we've seen him knocked out by shane carwin brock lesnar and i would have to say what we saw the night before is one of the most devastating frank mir um knockouts that we've seen it was just awful And it really did look like he showed up just to get a check. And I'm happy for Frank, but I do worry about his health because him and Mike Perry kept talking about, you know, how much money they made and they've never been paid like this before. So one, I think they have the fighters that see that, hear that, and will continue to fight for an organization like that Two, I do think there are fans that exist to watch this type of freak show type of fights. The Dorito, the weird clinching. Rules, but no kicking. Um, And then throw in like UFC has-beens. And boom, you got to f- and then throw in fucking Metallica. I was watching some bare knuckle event and I think Bad Bunny came out or some shit. Like, so if they're not getting you with the washed up UFC fighters and the mismatches that you're going to expect, bloodshed, they'll get you with a Metallica performance, which, by the way, was awesome. I'm pretty sure Mike was Mike. You're right. There are people that are like Metallica's performing. I haven't seen them in years and they mm-hmm. watched the whole event. So. Do I think there's an audience for this? Absolutely. And we're going to see another Triller event soon. And I think, Chisanga, there's proof in this because we're seeing different organizations pop up like this. We've got the original Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, right? Now we got Game Bread um, Bare Knuckle Fighting. Then now we got this weird Triller shit. So I think there's definitely an audience, especially if different organizations are like, hold up, let's do some weird shit too. So it's out there. Am I personally going to entertain it? Just depends on the performer and also who's fighting. But unfortunately, I think this these freak show type of, you know, ex, you know, fights are here to stay, unfortunately.
0: Tyros, closes a away.
2: what's here? the word?
0: Bring, bring people.
1: <laughs> I think as MMA fans, we got to get off our high horse a little bit. We can't sit here and be like, oh, someone's going to get hurt. Someone's in danger of losing their life. With some of the fights that we have fucking watched and ain't say shit about. We just saw Ben Rothwell get the fuck beat out of him like two weeks ago. He's 40 fighting a 36-year-old. He had no business fight. We've seen the UFC hand Frankie Edgar to Cheeto Vera. We've seen the UFC hand... Uh, brad pickett the cheeto vera we've seen the ufc hand kane velasquez to francis Ngannou. we've seen the ufc do some unspeakable fucking atrocities handing people who shouldn't be fighting together and matching them up we saw jessica hondra
2: and frankie edgar
1: yes we saw san hagen and frankie we saw jessica Andrade fight angela hill as our first fight back into the ufc after coming through and like for, for me to sit here and be like, this is wrong. Someone's going to get hurt. It would be hypocritical because the UFC has the same exact shit. They do the same exact thing all the mm-hmm. time. And yes, yeah, someone's going to get hurt. Someone obviously gets hurt every single time. That's the same case for MMA. No, they're I- getting hurt in MMA and they're going to get hurt in MMA. People die. We, act, we can't act like Ryzen don't mm-hmm. be putting together some freak shows <laughs> that we don't
2: be watching. And Thanks. they're an MMA promotion.
0: Now, Rising. don't forget.
2: Don't forget fight circus
0: in Japan. Woo. Yes, I don't, they... even, I don't even entertain that shit, but I understand. No, the, I don't either. I understand the point you're trying to make Kairos, but all those fighters um, who, who you said were handed to, to tough opposition. They had a better chance of winning than Frank Mir did against an active kubrat Pulev and under that rule set, bro. They handed
1: Gabby Garcia, a 55 year old teacher who hadn't fought in five years.
0: No, but no, no, I'm no no I'm talking no, I'm talking about um, the, well, the the other fighters you're talking. We're not talking about like Ryzen. We're talking about when you said that <laughs> Kane was handed to Francis and Frankie Frankie Anger was handed to Corey Sanhei and then Chi Vera. So I, yeah, I would say all of them had a better better chances of winning, win, uh, winning against their respective opponents than Frank Mir did against two time world title challenger Kubat Pulev in uh well I, I don't want to call it a discipline, what was uh, what transpired this weekend, and a rule set that leaned pretty much towards a boxer. They said sh- they had Shayna Baszler fight Amanda Nunes. <laughs> okay. All right. I see your point.
1: This <laughs> is the This is what I'm t- when you think about it long enough, you realize wait a second. Shayna Baszler, Amanda Nunes fighting each other. What? <laughs> this, we can't, as MMA fans, if we for how long we've been watching MMA, we kid ourselves. We It is laughable that this is where we want to draw the line. We want to draw the line here. At least they're getting paid to do it better than they were in the UFC. At least they're getting paid better. Okay. Yeah,
2: and Frank Mir might have got CTE, but I heard he was paid more than he's ever been paid before in any combat Um organization and to and which is crazy isn't he a former champ isn't yes. he doesn't doesn't he have mm-hmm. so many accolades in the ufc alone and then he fought brock lesnar then he fought him twice
0: I Fought him twice he beat him by heel hook first first fight and then lesnar and brock
2: and out. brock lesnar mm-hmm. according to daniel cormier he's a cash cow like you get paid if if he's on your if you fight on the prelims and brock is on your card you get paid and you're telling me Triller paid frank mir more money for that and all he
0: did was yeah, show up to get blasted I don't want to poke holes in what frank me was saying because he was headlining ufc that was yeah that was ufc 100 they for wasn't it yeah that that was a, yes that was the main
2: fight so you would assume brock lesnar you no know, I, I, I i
0: don't know maybe well how
2: do how, you how, think- do you think sometimes these fighters, I don't mean to change topic, but real quick before I go, do you, do you think these fighters exaggerate when they go to an, another organization? Because I've seen people pull Corey Anderson's card like, sir, you did not make that much money in Bellator. You can cut the shit. And I've seen other fighters kind of follow suit. So when a fighter's like, I make more money now than ever, are they lying just in, because they're sad and upset they're not in the UFC no more?
0: Well, I think, think maybe- I think they're encompassing everything. The, the all the sponsorship money that they're making. Mm-hmm. There was a time when UFC fighters would make more money from the sponsors that they had on their shorts. Oh. The shorts looked horrible because they had so many different patches on them, but they made more money through sponsorship than they actually did with their purse. And that's why the whole Reebok deal was such a, was, was was quite rightly protested because athletes were like, "Look, you're taking away." food from, from our kids' tables here, from food from the mm-hmm. They brought
1: that Reebok deal in to control them. It wasn't, oh, we're trying to legitimize the sport. They realized that when the fighters were making 500K from out of sponsored or out of cage sponsors, they realized, and in cage sponsors, they're like, okay, these people aren't fighting as frequently and aren't taking the fights that we want to give them. And they have the money to sit out of negotiations. So how do we completely take that off the table? taking that money away from them. So now you have to take the fights we want and you got to fight more frequently too because you ain't got the money. So that's why I'm sitting here like, I am not going to sit here and protest Triller. I'm not going to sit here and protest all these other organizations when these people are willingly signing on the dotted line to do it and they're getting paid more to do it as opposed to in the UFC where they're getting paid peanuts and they're going against tougher competition. Like, no, I'm not going to draw the... I'm not going to act like I ain't see the shit. We, we've seen a lot of matchups that should not happen and are actively happening that definitely shouldn't be happening, even in 2021. I'm, ju- I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it at all.
3: Speaking of UFC, we've got UFC action and Bellator action this coming weekend. I just want to get your thoughts before we wrap up on what is actually going to be holding your attention. For me, I've got a... Let bit- me-
2: me okay. too, I gotta, I'm about to dip right now, Mike Let me jump in this real quick Jamal Hill versus Jimmy Crute is on my motherfucking radar shows, I, Yeah, I think somebody's getting knocked out or hurt And I can't wait to see it And I really hope Jamal wins Because I think he's a cool dude But Jimmy yeah. Crute is not to be fucked with Friend of the
3: show Well, I'm looking forward exactly. to Rafael And Rafael Fiziev My mm-hmm. man, the Matrix Dominatrix Is back in action I can't wait to see him How about you, Kairos? all right see you G, love you lady speaking speak about fights that
1: shouldn't be happening and mismatches and skill and ability leonardo santos versus clay is happening <laughs> and i can't wait to see it i know it's i know it's not gonna be fair but i'm excited to see that fight
0: Chisanga, um you know what i haven't really looked at the card but Jose Aldo against Rob Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm putting money on it. Jose Aldo's going to stop Rob Font. And ah, then all, oh. the, all these slanderers, all these haters are going to be eating their words. Jose Aldo's going to
3: stop Rob Font in round three. Body shot. I, I hope know. so. I hope okay. So. On that spirited note, there of the show. Look after yourselves. Peace. Peace, people.